You know, this was the exact same setup that worked just fine last week. Well, not just fine, but anyhow. Um, this is exactly how I wanted to come back. I know. I know. Uh, welcome to Nooner plus a few minutes. I am a host. My name is Marty. I'm a host. My name is Cassandra. Yay! Welcome back, Cassandra. Hi. I'm glad you're healthy. You Hi. have a wonderful manicure. Looks very uh, 1960s. Uh-huh. Nailed it. And um, it's and for a roll. What? Um, and uh, we've got. Um, we're live now, thanks to Will Wilkins. Thanks, as, Will. As always, but especially today. And there's some weird noise coming through. I think that's... Um, Is that weird noise Will's voice? I don't know. But Will can always jump in if he wants. If he has anything to say, he will jump in. Um, Does he have to say, come see Smod live? No, yeah. that's not him. That's a Canadian guy. Which one does he do? He does, uh, he does the... the, the um, uh, Jesus Christ. Nethead. I thought that his voice, he did the other stuff on this channel. I don't know. He's listening right now saying, you guys are fucking idiots, which is probably what he says. Which is probably what a lot of people say. I don't hey, listen to podcasts on this channel. So. Get right up into the mic with that mm. mouthful of salad. Um, Morning salad. Yeah. Nothing starts a day off like a good Trader Joe's salad. Good grab and go Trader Joe's salad. Here, yeah. Here's what's up. Go on. Trader Joe's. Yes. Breakfast salad. Oh. Have some sort of grab and go breakfast item that feels healthy. But I guess breakfast is best served hot. I don't know. Yeah. And who wants a bar? I have a bar and I was going to go that bar route, but I'm saving that bar for after my hike. Oh, right. And run in Canyon. And run in Canyon later. Oh, yeah. Are you going to do live yoga outside where everybody can watch you? Probably not. I'm just going to be talking to about my career real loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know which role to take. And ugh. Is Try everyone me. having as hard of a time getting auditions this pilot season as me? It's been quiet, no? Is it pilot season? Yeah. <laughs> This it's is, been quiet. Uh, no? That's terrible. I need to. Get I just got new headshots, and my manager says they're working, but I'm not working. I um, yeah, I've booked two things without an agent because uh, my agent died last year. So I need Jesus. to. So I need to get an. Oh, I'm glad you find that funny. You're like Joey um, Tribbiani. I'm like Joey. Yeah, it was just like I had an audition, and then the next day, uh, I, he called me for an audition, and then like two days later, I was like. Uh, got a call. Did you still have it. to pay the ten percent? Oh, I didn't book that one. Oh, okay. But uh, oh, I forgot. Um, somebody here doesn't like dogs. Who doesn't like dogs? Yeah, uh, who doesn't like dogs? Oh my God! It's Yay, Vivian. It's Vivian. Hello. Good morning. Um, now it's a full house, and we've got Bruno and Ernie and McQueen. We just started, uh, so don't worry. Yeah, you, you missed everything. Uh, we'll get to. Your your life, Cassandra, and you, Vivian, <laughs> as well. But let's start with yours. Let's start with me. 
And uh, are there any agents listening? If you want to join in to the conversation, as Cayman101 did. Um, Cayman101. <laughs> 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 News on the hour. Yeah. And uh, oldies. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like there'd also be oldies. That's what, yeah. It says, uh, hi, first time listening live. Pod since start. Now I have to leave because time zones and audio issues delayed. Start sad face. Oh, well. Oh, no. Goodbye. We hardly He's a long-time listener. He probably know. knows that this happens I have at plenty least of three times a month. Oh, the bright side of all um, Nooner Podcast technical difficulties is uh, I have plenty of time to eat my breakfast as close to the mic as I want. That's what you said. That's what I tweeted. Oh. At Cass Cardenas. Remember? Oh, uh, Kyle Hebert, who <laughs> lives in L.A., is the voice of, of, uh, of Smodcast. Oh. Yeah, but he it's all live and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, you're gonna jizz all over your keyboard <laughs> yeah. when you hear the voice of. <laughs> Wanna hear Kevin live while you get a big old boner? <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Kyle! We're on the move. <laughs> we're, we're encroaching. Trying, um, trying to get that VO job. Yeah, but no. Well, every week we try to start off with something timely in the news. And how can we possibly <laughs> how do we pick? I know. How but can how we, we possibly Here's the thing. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to be at a political show. I don't well, it has been that and I apologize oh, for that. But it's been a really it just be? right in the mic, right in the mic. Just chomp, mm. chomp. Um let's and I don't want to talk about Trump Trump nonstop. Like they like it's so e- it's gonna be so easy to because every week there's something. And and but we won't. We'll we'll try to figure out um I mean it's fine to address something that's well, so okay, well, let's, present. Yeah, let's uh, within uh, your world at the moment. Let's just take a, a just a quick inventory of what's happened in the first eleven <laughs> days of his presidency. <laughs> just, uh, just, quick, just quick, quick, just, a just quick like inventory. you know, he's defunded uh, international NGOs that provide abortions. Mm-hmm. He signed off on fast tracking the Dakota and Keystone pipelines. Mm-hmm. He's proposed getting rid of two regulations for every new regulation proposed. Um, He's promised to follow through on building that fucking wall along Mexico. He's demanded an, ac- an investigation into the voter fraud for the election that he uh, won. Um, and then he's banned citizens from seven predominantly Muslim countries, as we uh, saw. None of the ones he has businesses in. N- and none of the ones that, uh, you know, that uh, were responsible for any sort of, acts of major acts of terrorism uh, before 2015. You know, wow. It's 75 like, to 2015. It's like end of the world bingo. I think I got all my spaces. Oh, wait. Right? Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then today. Well, tough luck. We're playing blackout. We're all going to do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Book. <laughs> playing blackout. Bingo reference. Everybody got it? Yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. We all got your bingo reference, Grandma. <laughs> In the next game, we're going to play the kite. <laughs> you should, just, yeah. in case, just in case you should buy a crank radio. Yeah. No, I don't uh, know if you remember this, but you can also get the bingo if you get all four corners and the free space. Shut up, Grandma. <laughs> My grandma played bingo so hard. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. I've had a bingo marker, a couple bingo markers. I went a what? few times. Really? Yeah. yeah. That That's better be fun. what you call your dick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to... That's why he doesn't play, play bingo anymore is because he got in trouble. Want to play with my bingo marker? <laughs> oh. Um, but, and today he's supposed to announce, uh, <laughs> Trump is supposed to announce his... Uh, First uh, Supreme Court, which uh, I bet he's gonna be a racist white man. I think it's Lex Luthor. Anyone else? Lex Luthor, all the way. Lex. (laughs) So I mean, he'd actually be kind of chill at this point. 
that's a shitload of things happening so in much. the first 11 Dear days. God. And all it looks like he's done is sit behind a desk and sign a bunch of shit that he doesn't really read. Or he reads out loud kind of like for the first time. Like, oh, have you actually yeah, read I just, them? Uh, I just for full month he's read out loud. Yeah, it sounds like like something a seventh grader wrote. Like what I think laws should be should be that like a law should say it's just yeah, and none of them are all like executive <laughs> orders. Like coming from an actual seven year old. Oh my god, Quare! How are you offended by that? I I am. I feel <laughs> I like I could do a, I could do a better job. You probably could. But uh, because despite the fact that I love stabbing people and I hate Kevin Smith with every. <laughs> molecule of my being i am not i'm very woke but you but you did like wed state i loved wed state yeah. very well very woke movie on on religion only thing it was times... missing was uh people of color mm-hmm. kevin <laughs> so um let's see how many times queer uses the term woke today that's the... woke <laughs> that's the, the word of the day is woke that's three yeah. Four, if you four, hear actually. if you hear me say it again, you have to freak out and flip your couches or what they did on <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. Every time Square says woke, you have to donate five dollars to the ACLU. Woke! Ding 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 ding. <laughs> By the way, I don't think there's anything in our mail sack. So if you want to mail something in, that's Unipodcast at gmail.com. Because we have if you you should. If you haven't mailed emailed us before, you should, because if you do, yeah. then you'll get to hear a new mail theme song. So Is there a new one? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I actually. Wow. You know. I haven't even listened to it yet. Wow. Um. It's been a busy week. Someone made it for us. Yeah. Tyson. Tyson is our music maker. Tyson. Yeah. And he's also doing the uh the Tumblr page with Darren. That's Tuesdays mornings. I. Uh, Jesus Christ. Newinterpodcast.tumblr.com. I got a. Uh. We got some tweets from Bill saying that he wants to come. Uh. In. Oh yeah. yeah. Where's Bill? Come here right now, Bill. Yeah. I told him. I gave him the address. Come on, down. Um, da, 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 main da, 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 We're on for two hours. Yeah. And then uh, Darren. Come here. Vivian, your David, face looked like you forgot that this was Evan. two hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Jane, what? Bearded Baca. I got a, pro- I got a protest to get to. <laughs> Are you okay. going to a protest today? There but getting, any, back right? to, getting back to Trump, like that's a shitload of stuff he got done. And <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> no, he no. is certainly an effective president. But then, like you know, you hear, like, you hear these. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's me. That's me. Uh, you hear these rumblings, like, within the, the, uh, the office of, there's a, there's a, a Twitter called Rogue POTUS Staff. Mm. And nice. I don't know if it's actually somebody, so this is not substantiated, but. Uh, they're they basically tweet things that happen within the White House, and they're not like absurd, like are silly they, things. Are they like allowed to? Is there is this like no? A rogue, I don't think that they're this is like a rogue account. Oh. It, it is called Rogue POTUS staff. So yeah. these are credible, but, like a joke but they're not substantiated. Oh, I see. So okay, so it could be. It could be bullshit. It could be it, them. Um, he, he says uh, President Trump is already making waves at the office. Wants to be quote the president who will be remembered as a king. His words, not ours. Uh, barf. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so does that mean we can decapitate him with a guillotine yeah. after the end of this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's That's how kings work, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, he says, uh, use external email accounts for information control. 
uh, maintain an official account with filler to, quote, make it look good. That's from the president. And uh, just like, just bull, I mean, just really kind of scary things, but also just like, they, you know, there are these things about how he, he can't be, he can't focus on reading things in the office because he keeps wanting, wanting to watch TV and they can't get him in for briefings. So he just sounds like a, a child, like a, a child who needs, uh, who's ran out of Ritalin, you know? This is exactly like what a child is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... Demanding to be in charge of something they don't understand. Yeah. You're refusing to understand it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but Steve Bannon is the one who's been sort of credited for a lot of what's been happening. Mm. And uh, he's President Trump's um, chief strategist. Well, they're saying that he mostly wrote the immigration thing, right? Well, he's writing everything. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, uh, what about Trump, what's Mike Pence doing? Well, he's the vice president. <laughs> he doesn't get, have to do anything. They put him in one of those like sleepy, evil villain chambers, and then as soon as Trump gets impeached, it's going to open like, yeah. and all this like evil smoke's going to come out, and then Pence is going to like sit up like Nosferatu and then oh. really fuck shit up. Is he going to be petting a white Persian cat too? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Probably, but, but no. Lasers. I think Pence isn't gonna the real bomb China. Oh, he worse. Oh, he worse. I know girl. he worse, oh, so girl. But like, he's not gonna get us into a war. Well, That's where uh, my brain's at. But see, I, suddenly I'm. Preferring. But the point right. is, I think that in the the same way, uh, what's his name was in charge of uh, the Bush presidency. The Hamburglar. Oh yeah. yeah, the that guy, the fucking um, what's the, his name? <laughs> Cheney. Yikesies. No, no, not, no, no, not no. the other the, one, the worst one. Uh, the oh. Texas guy. Oh, oh, oh. scaly, scaly the, face. The ham with the, uh, Looks the like ham with glasses. The um, hell is his yeah. name? I can't remember. Shit, shit, shit. This is this is so great. Carl Rove. Carl Rove. Yeah. Ah. There it is. There it is. So Steve Bannon is. Woo! The, is yeah, they is have is such evil villain names too. Carl Rove. But Steve Bannon is a superhero name, Steve and Bannon. that is True. he is the the Karl Rove to, to uh, for President Trump, and and I think Ugh. it's it's really we'll scary teach that simil- when they're teaching similes in school, right? <laughs> Carl right. to Donald or to well, who cares? But, Fuck it, you got the joke. What do right. you say? Poison is to nighttime as <laughs> the point. The point being is like. He is either a crazy person. Well, if, if it were just Trump, you would think he th- he's either crazy or he's he's probably just crazy. But or delusional. But I he's think delusional. that Steve Bannon is a real like revolutionary who is trying to just change the face of democracy. Yeah, and that's really terrifying. And then Trump is long is fine just as long as he gets to the label of presidency and all the adulation that comes with it. And that's what really he cares about. So it's oh, it's, yeah. it's really terrifying. I don't know what your feelings are about it, but. Um, it's like he's like that that dumbass rich kid at high school who's like, you know what? I'm going to run. Fuck it. I want to be president of the school. And he doesn't really care. And then towards the end, he's like, you know what? I really want to win because I'm such a little asshole. And my dick is probably so tiny, like so tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny. Uh, little baby dick. I'm sure. I'm sure he's got like a little Hitler dick. And that's part of the problem. Little Hitler dick. <laughs> um, Coming this fall to NBC. Little, little Hitler, Hitler dick. <laughs> so, I, yeah, we're not going to talk about it every week, but it, I, it, it is really shocking just to see what's been done, and it's also scary to little see. Little Hitler dick. Did you do that? No. Nine. You goose step yourself over here, mister. 
but goose stepping hurts my little little Hitler balls, which are my legs. All right, I think we got went a little into crazy town with this bit, and we're gonna have to reground it. Little Hitler dick. <laughs> um, so yeah, we won't talk about this every week, but it is just it. it I couldn't let it slide because it's pretty much on everybody's mind. Um, and that's just what Trump did this week. A bunch of other crazy shit happened too. Yeah, yeah. I think we have to add Canada to the the list of uh banned countries because there was you know a terrorist attack mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and yeah. it was done in by native canadians so we should bar canadians from coming right. in because clearly canadians are of uh, poor character mm-hmm. so i think we all knew that yeah, yeah. um <laughs> oh and michael ben hawk just uh, uh, mm-hmm. reminded us that hitler just had one ball well he probably had the second one but it just never descended is that true yeah, yeah that's true it is how do we know that? Actually, we don't actually. What we don't necessarily know is if his dick was tiny or not, but we do know for sure that he had the disease that made it hard for you to piss out of your <sighs> dick. And also, he only had one ball. Where Those else did he piss? Like What's, where was an easier right? place for Hitler to pee? He just out didn't of. like drinking water, so he would just, you know, he'd be in okay, the Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm finding out so much. So, Ugh. we're talking about. Hitler was just dehydrated. <laughs> give him a glass of water. If someone would have, like, give him a fucking IV. It does make people get real upset when they're dehydrated. Dehyd- yeah. I'm cranky all the time when I'm dehydrated. Wow, did we just solve World War II? Yeah. Give him a glass get of water. Get in the time machine. <laughs> get a glass of water. Oh, shit. Just get a Gatorade. With Pedialyte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gatorade. They didn't have Gatorade or Pedialyte back then, which is really the problem. Man, so if they'd had it, Since the invention of those uh, two things, have you have you seen a world war? I don't think so. No. Wow. Someone get Hitler a Gatorade. Wow. Someone, let's fly. Or no, I'm sorry, not Hitler, Trump. Let's fly crates of Gatorade just to all the all the war-torn countries. Just yeah. solve oh, actually, all the problems. You know what? But that is one of the problems of That's war-torn countries is water. Hilarious. Like One is actually, water is one of the reasons why Syria is in the middle of a civil war. Yeah, Gatorade. Why don't you send some of your Gatorade to Syria? Send your sugar. Assholes. Send your sugar to Syria. Right. And then they're going to be Jesus. they're going to be uh, irrigating diabetics their, don't fight wars. They're going to be irrigating <laughs> their crops with with Gatorade, which is right out of uh, idiocracy. idiocracy. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, so, Cassandra, <laughs> as you take that bite, um, mm-hmm. how how where how have you been? How's your 2017 going? It's been great to have you. Everybody's been wondering where you were, and I've just been lying and making up excuses. Yeah, like where the you, fuck like did you were go? sick last thanks, week. Thanks for that. Yeah, Rehab was fine. Yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. She was exhausted and dehydrated. So. Yeah. <laughs> she told me she was sick too. It was my birthday party. Your birthday party wasn't in, in January. JK. I was out of town for your birthday. JK. I yeah, tried to get you to reschedule too. that shit. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? Okay, well. I'm in a play, which is cool. Yeah, and uh, and you're you've done two shows. Two shows already. Got, how got have they been? Good. Um, it's about civil rights movement. Uh, so, um, which one? The Woolworths sit-in. Oh. In 1960. And mm-hmm. you play an oppressed sweater. Yeah, I play an oppressed sweater. <laughs> I just hang up in the corner. <laughs> Like, as flat as I can. You can put me on a hanger, but you can't put rights on the... I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. Right. 
Yeah. No, I play I a non a non racist white person. Oh, so Score? you so you save the black people then? Yes, I am one of the white people who joins the sit-in. She uh, tugs on the thread of injustice. Hey, because um, I'm a sweater. Sweat. Yeah. Okay. We just high five for those of you who can't see slash oh, all they, of you. They heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Uh, how are you having fun? Yes. <laughs> Good, and everybody should see it, right? Yes. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, it's at the Hudson Theater in, on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood. Uh, it's called Periphery. Um, in other news, mm. I have been reading a lot, um, trying to prepare myself. Audio for... books don't count. I've been reading it. physical and audio, uh, trying to prepare myself. I love for... me a good physical book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting in a fist fight with a book every day. <laughs> Learning so much. Um, and, uh, what are you getting ready for? <clears throat> I just want to be a better activist and a better uh, person. And so mm. what are you reading to do that? Books written by people who aren't white right now. Um, I read, I read um, most recently, I read uh, In the Country That We Love by Diane Guerrero. She is uh, one of the actresses in Orange is the New Black, and it's a memoir and her about her parents getting deported to oh. Colombia when she was 14 and being left in the United States all by herself. Uh, immigration didn't even come back for her. They didn't even know. I mean, she was a citizen. She'd born in America, and they'd been in America for 20 years desperately trying to get their citizenships and were taken advantage of by shysty lawyers and couldn't do it, and one day they were gone. Um, That's like the perfect sort of a coming of age catch 22 story because like I feel like as a 14 year old I would have been like yeah I don't need no fucking parents and then like two weeks later I'm like oh shit you know and then things get really real it was it was a great book and I recommend it and um she also talks a lot about like you know um some depression and alcoholism that she was suffering um in her 20s that was maybe stemmed from that and um as someone who suffers from depression it's always nice to hear about other people who suffer from depression so that i don't feel so sad so oh, but that's yeah. isn't that what depression is yeah but feeling yeah. alone yeah right so but I'd, if you stop feeling sad then you wouldn't be depressed anymore oh holy shit and then how would what would what would define you then my short haircut, I guess. Oh. <laughs> My bangs, duh. Yeah. Vivian's <laughs> bangs. Uh, so I get that though. As a as a uh, long time depressive, it is it is hard thinking about like, well, if I'm not sad, then who the hell am I? <laughs> Vivian and I talk about our depression together all the time, and it's very well, true. Yeah. We'll we'll exchange. Yeah. Well, it's true. It's it, I'm anxious that, today. There's that camaraderie slash not feeling less alone slash almost a schadenfreude when you hear about other people's depression because mm-hmm. you're like haha you too oh god all of us <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> and it's just very cathartic it's good <laughs> have you listened to uh, uh what is it called the, the hilarious world of depression no it's um i only listen to the nooner podcast that's right it was a test you passed Ding. um that's why i said no Late. You guys don't know, but one of the uh, uh, handcuffs on my chair just unlocked, so now I have access of my yeah. right hand. Yep. That's what you win on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, and don't don't get crazy. <laughs> so it's uh, put that thing right back on. <laughs> Do you know who John Moe is? He's no, a, he's a comedian. 
and he he's uh, ha- has a different comic on or or personality come mm-hmm. on and and talk about their depression. So oh, cool, Peter Sagal. That sounds right up my alley. Friend of the show, Maria Bamford, mm-hmm. and uh, Dick Cavett, Andy Richter, um, just Jen Kirkman. Maria Bamford's Jen a good Bond. example of someone who also makes me feel like I'm okay. Oh, right, her show is everything. Well, and also just how open she is mm-hmm. talking about talking it. about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. Which is another reason why I am currently right now talking about it. Yeah. yeah. So that people who are listening don't feel alone. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you you read that book. Yeah. So I've been reading. I've been depressed. And I've been <laughs> in a play. And I went to Paris. Yeah. How is that? All those things totally like go hand in hand somehow still. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Right. I was in a play and then I was feeling very depressed. And so I went to Paris and now I'm back and I'm still feeling uh, very depressed. Yes. More full. Can I smoke in here? <laughs> um, uh, no. If you Par- were truly French, you wouldn't ask. I know. <laughs> Paris was wonderful. Um, <sighs> and. Um, yeah. How was there a uh, pizza? I didn't eat pizza while I was in There's Paris. There's lots of pizza in Paris. I'm going to say something. Like I'm going to say cheap. something controversial. Oh. All right. If the Trump stuff was too much for you guys, you might want to turn the podcast off. Boom. I Whoa. don't fuck with crepes. Huh. I think that they're lame and bad. Okay. Go on. Explain why. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? How well, yeah, dare you? There's a reason why there's not Crepe Hut and Domino's Crepe Delivery Service. There yeah. fucking is in Paris every like three stops. They got how some you, asshole. How do you crepes. hate? I feel like that'd be like hating tortillas. It's yeah, just it's like a thin bread. It's just like what you put inside. It's like Trust a thin me, bread. I got thing. it. I, I I was like right up my alley because I fucking love tortillas and I love burritos and I and I'm like I like wraps. Yeah, I was like, this is what this is. <laughs> wraps. <laughs> it's, it's tortillas and wraps. <laughs> I'm trying to be like culturally, culturally appropriate. Hey, way to go on the correct tortilla pronunciation there, Marty. Yeah. Tortilla and wrap. Um, I like me a tortilla. I like me a wrap. And I like me a rolled up pizza. Um, hoagie. Ho- a hoagie. That's a good one. What, what's the one? What's the sandwich that I'm thinking of? A hoagie. It's a... There's fuck so it. many names for sandwiches. I know, there's sandwiches. so many names for sandwiches. Emperadado. Um, anyways, I... The the crepe itself tastes like a mild pancake. Yeah, okay. Which I can get behind a little bit, but then you've got. I prefer a strong pancake. Sure, but I I'm saying it's a mild pancake with melted cheese and ham and ew and uh and uh, I definitely don't like ham. Not tomatoes and Spinach lettuce. Sometimes. Here's what pissed me off. Go on. Is oh my that god. This is like one of your. Classic rants. <laughs> yeah, one of my cla- that I'm classic rants. But Here like, we go, guys. I have been known for my classic rants these days. Um, th- th- right down the street from our Airbnb on Room of a Child, um, uh, we <laughs> a beret just fell out of her mouth. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> um, there was a place called Uppity Greek. Uh. <laughs> it's a baguette. Um, and uh, I. I was like, Midge, we got to go to this spot. There's always a fucking line at this spot. And being a little bit of a foodie here in L.A., when I see a line, I know that that shit must be good. So we finally go, and I stand in a line, and they get my crepe, and it's ham, cheese, lettuce, and tomato. And 
I was like, is the only difference in this place and the other places that they put lettuce and tomato on it and I eat it? That's the fucking difference. So next time I go to Paris or any foreign country ever, I need to bring Tapatio because yeah. that probably would have honestly been a game changer. But like yeah. if you desperately need Tapatio that bad, you're probably a shitty food. Yeah. So fuck crepes, dude. Uh, but the rest of France, the rest of Paris. Eh. Oh, it was great. Yeah. The wine is dirt cheap and um, nice. I had the best Thai food I've ever had in France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a big Thai population there. Um, population. Good... Uh, to Tibetan food. What oh. about the art? Oh, sure. Oh, God damn it, Vivian. I have a fucking gift for you. <gasps> All right. I forgot it. I don't have it with me. Is it that baguette you threw up a minute ago? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> it's still wet. Yum. <laughs> but the bread is so good. Trust me. <laughs> you know, I'll just eat anything as long as it's bread. <laughs> yeah. Every, every. Regurgitated. How the hell are these, these French people are like so thin too. Because they eat bread and cheese all day, but they're they don't. walking everywhere. And they and don't. Bread and, the bread there is cheap too. It's good, and also they don't have the processed foods that we have. Mm. Oh, I we ate at this one place um, that was like seafood, and um, I think uh, I forgot what it's called, but uh, it was on an Anthony Bourdain sh- episode that he was in France. Must be good then. In the layover or whatever. Anyways, you have to stand up, and the menu is like hanging from the ceiling, like different little pictures of things, and and hey, what you have, you. Stand up. Yeah, you have to stand up while you eat, and so like, and that like sounds a, so luxurious. Yeah, it was cool, and they like had like this big, big, big chunk of butter, like bigger than a human head, kind of chunk of butter that you can kind of like take from, and then like go back to where you were standing with your bread and stuff. And um, the guy who was like at the, because it's kind of like a bar, and you stand at the bar. And so the guy who was working the bar like had like this really big personality and like was saying all these hilarious things in French to people. And I have to assume that they were hilarious because he would say it and people would laugh. And so we asked for the check at one point and he said to the midge, but you have not finished your wine. And Stephen, uh, the midge was like, I'm going to. And he was like, I was just on the phone over there. Did you see me on the phone? And I was like, yes. He was like, that was your mother. She was calling because you did not finish your wine. <laughs> and Boom. I was like, oh. Sick burn. Um, I was, I was, how was it traveling with a midge? Uh, it was great. Did He's, you get special treatment? Like you, you, they were like, oh, you know, you guys can go ahead and get seated first. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I sat with family boarding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, well, but he has like an adult booster seat. It's it's classy. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it you know. it matches his yeah, sports coat. It's Burberry. Yeah, <laughs> but like taking a big like your first big trip is like kind of a can be a little stressful, right? You know, their, their expectations. and whatnot. Honestly, so easy to travel with that little guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just slip him in your pocket yeah. and just like, just t- toss him like a Ritz cracker and he's good for, you know, a couple hours. Yeah, at yeah. museums, they're like, no talking. And she was just like, shh, and slipped him back into her bag. Yeah, like, I'm like, where are we? And he would be like, he's where? And I was like, okay, cool. Well, that's great. Oh, but I didn't have frog legs. Make Michael Bainhawk kept telling me to have frog legs, and I didn't do it. Oh, well. You I can get frog legs here. Yeah, just go to. Go they to just kind of taste like fish fish chicken. Go fish to chicken. Like a Chinese fish restaurant. chicken? It was very strange. A what? Go to a Chinese restaurant. Go to a Chinese restaurant. Now. Go. Yeah, get we'll, out of here. We'll wait. Get, Bye. Get out. Go. Bye. Bye. Where they have crepes sometimes. Right? Isn't there like a oh, crepe Chinese sign of a crepe fusion? Or is that Vietnamese? I don't know. Uh, don't know. 
And so, Vivian, how have you been? <laughs> I'm just making shit up. Uh, I've been good. I've been very good. I'm a little tired today because I'm still recovering from Slam Dance. Mm. Oh, did you see Dave Made a Maze? I did see Dave Made a Maze. And tell us about it. Actually, uh, lucky me, I got to run both Q&As for Dave Made a Maze, which was very, very exciting. I think it's called Q's and A's. Sorry. The uh, Q's and A's. I got to run the Q's and A's. I asked some Q's, got some A's. Q&A's, question and answers. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You figured that out all on your own? <laughs> Quarantines. Just for the people who don't know. <laughs> Quarantines Hey, for the people who don't know at home, what, what is a Q&A? <laughs> uh, you, this, this right now. <laughs> now. I have a question. W- uh-huh. what, what's a Q&A? Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh. It is questions and Sounds answers. Sounds for questions, oh, you just, asshole. <laughs> You just looked it up on Wikipedia yeah. and got a what the is answer a Q you and A, and then Google was like, "Are you sure?" Oh, so there were two two Qs and As. Oh yeah, so there's two screenings, and so the first time I watched it with everyone in the audience, great fucking film. Um, and then the next day, uh, Nick Thune was in the movie, wonderful performance. Nick Thune, yeah, along with um. Oh, I feel terrible. Uh, you should Google the cast. Absolutely fantastic cast and crew of Dave Made a Maze. Can't name the, the woman in it? No, I forget. I think her name's Stephanie Mira Allen. in the in the film. I'm very bad with names. Admittedly, uh, admittedly, she kills it. Everyone kills it. Yeah. And how was it received? Uh, actually, Dave Made a Maze won the audience, audience award. award. Wow! Congratulations, Bill and uh, John and the whole team of names. I now feel so bad that I can't remember. But um, they uh, let's see, they did a great job. The film was absolutely hilarious, but like really, really well done. It's I, I highly recommend it. I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but it's not just like an action comedy. It's like a fantasy action comedy that really, really gets down into what it means to be a struggling artist. Oh, like La La Land. No, not like fucking La La Land. Fuck La La Land. <laughs> that was the response I was looking for. There you go. I haven't seen it yet. Ugh, oh. I'm pretty sure it's what killed Debbie Reynolds. So don't want to get into all that. God yeah. damn. You're not a musical La La Land. Get out of here. I I have the screener. It's been sitting in my house. I just throw um, it away. Well, um, okay. <laughs> it's a very uh, polarizing movie. Well, that's why yeah. I want to see it in a theater. Because my yeah, friends who fucking uh, loved it uh, were like, girl, you got to see it on a theater. Yeah, it's it's like it's, everyone it's who loved it sounds like that. Better to see in the theater. Who fucking cares? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'd like to develop my own opinion. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth seeing. And I think that it's like from a directorial uh, perspective, it's really sloppy. Um, <laughs> I just like the movies I've already seen. I'm shocked that precise. it's got. I was like, how does this thing have 14 nominations? My, I have yeah. I have people whose opinions yeah. like Vivian I very much respect who hate it. Uh. And it's I mean, I saw Moonlight and Fences and Hidden Figures and all these other yeah. ones that I'm like, that thing's like, what is this movie? It's 14 yeah. nominations. How's it doing better? Yeah. Wait, are you saying that you liked Fences and? Oh, and yeah, they were oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, oh, good. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying that this thing must be a real humdinger. Yeah. Well, it's, it's incredibly uh, precisely directed, and I think that's worth watching. Um, but you know, all the I think, white people in the cast. Um, yeah, they the white people. I were, really like Emma Stone really and, and uh, Ryan Gosling, though. So uh, you know, yeah, I don't want to no hear no comment. <laughs> Jeez, no, nah, they're fine. Yeah, I mean, she's a great actress, but 
the movie. Yeah, I'm 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 tepid about the movie, but I, I had I to stop it. watching um interviews with Ryan Gosling because I find him very attractive, but he seems stupid in interviews. So I was like, I'm not gonna watch this anymore because I want to keep finding him hot. <laughs> um, that seems like a three gallon like tub of salad. Like y- that has been going How on long have for you been an hour. Salad? <laughs> that is incredible. Also, That's why I buy this one. It's the best one. Who eats salad? Oh, you, you missed the breakfast uh, salad. Why doesn't we? Why? Why are there no grab and go? Classic ranch. Breakfast. Classic. That's Cassandra true. Ranch. I would. I would eat that if it was more readily available. Yeah. <laughs> this cost me four dollars. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Bill, are you on your way? Oh, I. Uh, I don't think you can make it today. Damn! I wanted to talk about the movie with you. Oh well. well, well next. We'll time. stretch it out. We want to. We want to give him maximum publicity. So next time. Hopefully, he'll be here next week. And yeah. I think. I think also uh, Diane Ruggiero, um, will be here Ooh. next week. Diane, she's a friend of the show. She's a co yeah. uh, co EP on or one of the EPs on uh, I Zombie and mm. co EP on Veronica Mars. <coughs> She's been on a bunch cool. of times. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome, Diane. Yeah. And then uh, the other cool thing about Slam Dance was that uh, so Nick Thune did a secret pop up set at our open mic, which I got to open for. I was very, very excited. Nice. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he'll be on my show coming up this February or March. So fingers crossed. Very exciting. Because, uh, oh, yeah, the Vivian Show one year anniversary is this month. Woo, woo, woo. <sighs> I know. Cass uh, isn't going to make it. But I can't okay. be there. It's okay. Oh, is it on a Saturday? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> have, you seen the pl- have you seen Periphery yet? Uh, no, not yet. I just got back, so I'll probably be oh, going right, this right, right. weekend or next weekend. Let me know. <laughs> <coughs> Very excited to see Cass. Act. Acting. Yeah. What Acting. is it? Now, it's the, like, this the is top of the hour. Oh, it is. And you are listening uh, to the Nooner podcast on the Smodcast Radio Network. You gave me all the time in the world to set that up, and I still... It's the... Yeah. So, when you're acting on stage, like, this is your first play as an adult, right? Yes. And how does it feel, like, differentiating it from, like, doing improv or doing film acting? I have to learn lines <laughs> and remember them. Uh-huh. Do you have a lot of lines? I have like a couple monologues. Uh-huh. Um, how does it differentiate? Do one, do one right now. Do it, act do right it, now do for it. us. Yeah. And after that, do your set that you did for, for before Nick Thune. Oh, you want to talk about that? <laughs> um, I, I, how does it differentiate? How does it differ? And she ate. And she, <laughs> how does it differ? And and, and she ate. And she ate. And she ate a salad. I finally <laughs> finished the salad. How does it differentiate the salad? Um, I. God, I wish I had more interesting ways to describe this or tell you about this. Should I? Should I help out? Should I cue? I need to this? talk about the play. Should I, I need to talk about this? the play when the. Play Okay, we'll talk. Yeah. Tell me. No, no. Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> it, it's a, it's hard. Um, yeah, like I've done a, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've done a play, but it's like I've never done one where I feel, except for the one man show I did, where I felt like like great about everything. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Um, and I feel good about the work that I do. Right. 
Right, right. Um, and that's that's all you have control over, you know. Right, and so that's that's something. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, have you? What have? I feel like you've definitely had a different process to get ready for this role, though. Oh, certainly. So, um, like, what's I've that been all about? More research, more. <sighs> yes, I've done a lot reading. of. Are you are done, you based on a real character? Uh no. Okay. I mean, no. There's no way. Um, but I um. I had to. I've done a lot of research and um had to put myself in the mind. Even though I'm not playing a racist um in this play. I am still having to put myself in the mindset of seeing a um, black person sit at a whites-only counter is jarring mm -hmm. for people in sure. 1960 because it's just it's kind of like I had to put myself in the in the mindset of like what how do I feel when I see someone break the law like and um yeah, and then, you know, like, I have to say, like, Negro and things like that, and that's weird to mm -hmm. say out loud, and... I had to play Reverend Fred Phelps in uh, in the Laramie Project. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, he's a horrible, horrible, horrible real-life man. Explain to everybody what the Laramie Project is. So the Laramie Project was um, written about Matt, the... Well, not necessarily about Matthew Shepard and his experience. By it was inspired by the events of what happened with Matthew Shepard and sort of a meta show about this troupe going to Laramie and talking to everyone about what happened with Matthew Shepard and how it affected the town and their lives pre and post the murder. Matthew Shepard was brutally beaten and left to die in the middle of the... Minnesota, Montana, I, Montana, I believe, Montana. in the Montana um, plains, and um, it was a uh, it was a gay hate crime, and which spurred a lot of controversy, and then um, you know subsequent protests and changing of those laws, but um, they were, they became a lot stricter for people who did those things. And anyways, like back in the day, you know, people just didn't really understand that it was. They were like, well, you know, of course we beat up that fag, you know, and then playing Reverend Feld Fred Phelps, who was a huge opponent of uh, gay rights. He was the one who'd protest at, met, like, all the funerals for LGBTQs and, like, say, you know, God you're going fags. to hell, God hates fags, et cetera. And so I had to give this huge he monologue. He did now. Yeah, I had to give this huge monologue basically saying all that stuff. And they were just like, we need you to make us hate you. And, like, right. I remember being, like, a young actress. I was just like, whew, I don't believe in this at all, but, like, I do understand that this scene needs this and that this that's where this is going and it was really it was really rough but like it's even as an actor it's hard to it's hard to you can relate the perspective your character has to your own because you're like how could this person think like this but then at the same time your character it's like well how could they think that this is right too because they never saw that side of it they never saw the people at the counters fighting you know? i think um it's important um, when you're getting into a character, especially one that you are so far away with mentally, um, even though it's difficult, especially when you're playing like, like crazy, like awful people like Fred felt like, yeah. I'm lucky that like, I'm playing a non-racist white character. So it wasn't that, it wasn't that far of a stretch because I am not racist, yeah. but like, you know, there's, there are racist white characters in the, in the movie or in the, what am I doing? The play? And um, and in even in your character even has racist uh, 
I would. She I would talks say thoughts. No, no but she talks about them, it. Yeah, you know? she talks about like how she didn't. That's just from the time. She hasn't spent any time with black people. But yeah. um, you can't you can't properly play a character if they, if you're if you judge them. And it is stuff that you can take from things that Giselle says all the time, where I don't. I'm I'm misquoting Giselle, but like basically the idea is there's something in you that is also in that person and yeah. you have to find that it's not necessarily that you have to find deep within yourself this deep-seated hate it's more that you have to think about where their hate comes from mm-hmm. and um think about like i mean especially if it's stemming from fear yeah. and then you think about okay well what stems from fear that i hate like i hate Donald Trump, but there's a lot of it that stems from the fact that I'm afraid of what he's capable of. So it's like, yeah. you know, you could pull from that, but it's, I hate, it's, I hate ants. Yeah. They scare me. And so you're probably happy to, to step on him. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Do you, do you know an ant? Oh, God hates ants. I don't hang out with any of them. That's, true. that's your problem. You don't, you like, Wait, are we talking about ants or are we talking about theas? No, not theas. Okay. Ants. ants. <laughs> like they could be anywhere. Ugh, God. Tortillas? Yes. Yes. Uh, so, Breaking news. This is uh, from from oh Wilkins. San Francisco know. is the first city to sue over Trump's directive to withhold Tight. federal money from sanctuary cities. Nice. Sanctuary okay. cities are ones that uh, that won't prosecute uh, um, undocumented aliens. And yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. So I'm I'm this that was inevitable. I think a lot of people were promising to do that. Uh, but this also brings up a tweet I got from Carrie Lotion, a uh, faithful listener. Mm. Who said uh, Cal Exit is a thing now? Yeah. Want to hear yeah. your thoughts Tuesday? How would you feel <laughs> about renting a room to a middle-aged Cajun? Well, that's no problem. But um, w- so there is a movement. There is a, a to have California secede from the union and become its own country. We would. Uh, we are a donor state, which means that we collect more revenue uh, than we actually. Uh, federal revenue than we actually use. Yo, welcome America. Yeah, and if we were alone, we would be a uh, the sixth largest economy, I think, or seventh largest. Economy. Bigger than yeah. France. Who's yeah. tremendous now, Trump? Yeah. So there, there are calls to secede. And what do you guys think about that? Here's the problem with the Cal exit: is that once we secede, are we going to be like? Get the fuck out of California if you're not cool. What are we gonna build a wall? You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, it's gonna turn into wall. exactly. It's gonna turn into one of those weird. Also, like, well, we don't want anyone in California who's bad or wrong. We need to make sure the people coming to California have the same views as Californians. And it's like, it's almost as bad. It's like building a, a treehouse. Yeah. However, a sanctuary is needed, but I'm worried about placing ourselves in a further bubble and then leaving I feel like we're we're cutting off the the good arm and letting it grow into a whole nother body and we're just like leaving this disease riddled entity behind which is America and so it's like is it right to turn our backs on our brothers and sisters but is it also on the reverse right of them to not treat us as brothers and sisters it's really weird especially being a brown person I don't really know what to do. I really wish we could just float off and be L.A. Island. That'd be fucking awesome. Kurt Russell. But like, you know. That's where they send criminals. <laughs> um, I uh, I see that. I see both. I see both. I get I get the, I, I mean, look, I signed the petitions too. Like to, yeah, fuck this place, you know. But 
in reality, <laughs> if you actually sit down and think about it, um, Carrie is actually a great example. There are people in other parts of this country who do not live in safe cities and safe spaces. Exactly. Um, who we're leaving behind, like you yeah. said, like we she taken an occasion. I does she live in Louisiana? Is that I think so? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. California secedes. There's still forward thinking, like progressive people who don't live in California yeah. who are just going to get stuck. And and imagine if they all tried moving to California at once as we seceded. It would be like we need to we need to and also not everyone in California is yeah, right. a can, liberal. We, can we leave can we leave Orange County? <laughs> and I mean you guys can have Orange County. I think look, <laughs> also becoming your own country, I mean, it's gonna require so much more than I think people are thinking. True. You know, like our money would be dope though. It'd be like fucking rainbow spliff like rolling papers. Yeah, but it would also <laughs> like we need a military now or maybe we don't want one or I mean we we need water. Like we could True. easily become like although Syria we have, and not have we have most of the crops of the country, right? Like yeah. California and Mexico supply we most need to of the flex food. this power and right. we need to no, no, flex our influence rather than just leaving exactly. the and that, country. That that is a progressivist uh value, a progressive value to to um, exert influence, you know, when for others, it's being yeah. empathetic. And California has had a huge influence on American politics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a big. Uh, so we should use our position to influence the rest of the country, as opposed to separate ourselves. And I don't think that that you know, we as Americans, we are you know. We are responsible for everybody, you know, in the country, it's, not just ourselves. We so live you would, so. You would agree. Yeah. I yeah. I'm not. I'm not. We, we, I, I don't think we it's can gonna threaten go any- to leave. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think we could threaten to leave, but, but I think we should ultimately know that that's not. We just idea. like we we live in scary times, and and as much as I, uh, ugh, like, trust me. I I wanted I wanted to move to Canada or I want to move to Denmark or somewhere where they fucking care about their people a little bit more. But I'm not going to. I'm going to stay in America. And then a whole other heaping pile of bullshit comes on, and I go fuck. Yeah. Like this is awful. But I'm going to stay here. But I want to stay to, here and I want to fight. And then right. another heaping pile of bullshit comes on, and I'm like, oh my god, why is this? Ha- why is this happening? But we just we have like. Right. Look at these protests. Look at Jane says like my Canadian ra- relatives pointed out that we Washington, Oregon and California need to stay so we can fight. We yeah, have yeah. to do it. And also New York is in the same page, but they're all, like what are they going to be like the Alaska to California's like secession? Like we we yeah. have to stay, we have to help. And, people- and California no, has its own fucking we'll problems. We'll be like the Gaza Strip and they'll be like the West Bank. Or no, we'll be the West Bank and they'll be Gaza Strip. Yeah. You know? Perfect. Yeah. But no, we we have our own problems too. It's not like California's fucking perfect. If California's perfect, then we wouldn't have so we wouldn't still have a racist police force here. We wouldn't have so many black and brown kids in poor neighborhoods getting left behind and not passing high school. Like we're not a perfect place just because yeah, we don't agree they film, with all they film of the apprentice here. So yeah. Well, just because we don't like look at yourself, California, like we all need fucking work. Okay. 
Yeah, Honestly. buy a full-length mirror, California. <laughs> yeah, look in the Take fucking mirror, California. Like, we're not... Oh, my not- God, do I look fat? Yes, California, we look fat. Like we, I, I want to take ultimate disc. I want to. I want to take care of the immigrants in this country just as bad as everyone else. I want to take care yeah. of the, you know, gay and bisexual and trans people. I want to take yeah. care of the disabled. I want to take care and of that these means people. Staying and fighting, you know. And that means actually fucking doing it. Like it's hard. I and I, I a thousand percent agree. It's hard to be American right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to reject it. It's hard to be a woman. That doesn't mean I'm gonna. Reg- I'm not gonna cal exit my gender. This isn't the first time in history. This isn't the first time in history. We just have different weapons now, and I think that we have exactly. the weapon of social media. And I think that we're going. God, it's so hard to say it because it feels like my world's crashing around me. But we just have to keep our eyes eyes on the prize and keep focused, and we'll be fine. I'm really scared we're gonna lose net neutrality. I'm yeah, really that's actually. That. I think he was supposed to sign something, uh, an executive order the today about that. Of course, he was supposed to. Yeah, that's Fucking. really that's uh, that that and the SNL thing is the are the things that are really starting to worry me. The these little like bows to Trump and these little kissings, uh, you know, kissing the ring. These moments of like, uh, you know, okay, we're not gonna fight you back too hard. It's just like, oh fuck. Wait, these Saturday are the things Night that really Live? scare me. Yeah, the fact that that writer was banned just yeah, for that, that stupid, stupid joke. When there's so many other people on SNL, Michael Che, Michael who che. said worse things and have gotten away with it. Michael um, Che is allowed to defend a rapist, but this girl can't make one joke I about know. Donald Trump's it's weird horrifying. son. SNL should have fought back. SNL should have said something, and I'm very upset. But it's like, I mean, how do you boycott something you haven't watched in 10 years, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Ah, boom. <laughs> oh. Slam. Yeah, it's like... I feel like uh, Saturday, Night, Saturday Night Live is like a proving ground for comics that I'll see later. <laughs> you know, well, it's just like, or like this that is you the beginning won't. of censorship. Right, right. This is the beginning of censorship. And like they really should not have let this door open at all an inch because it was, it's an inch for them, but it's a huge, huge doorway opening for comedians. Oh. Yeah. Um, but okay, so that, that one's got to be plugged in. There, so. I ain't dumb. Yeah. All right. She ain't dumb. All right. Well, now then. where do I plug it in? <laughs> Over there. Okay. Add a girl. I don't know. We have some to she record that <laughs> just randomly last week i just said that's awesome yeah just yeah listen to the male sack we should do a I version where it's the female sack just saying that oh was god <laughs> wait so then can i do a new theme song for the show <laughs> sure yeah yeah just go go now it's uh the n- nooner podcast what, what are we on? What you're gonna sing a male? We're on the, uh, well, oh, okay, ready? No, no, no music, no music, because because oh. he's gonna add the music. Like. Um, okay, 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 okay. Just give me a second. You go. Okay. Now. Talking about stuff and singing different things and talking about stuff. Nooner. <laughs> what you guys? Oh, I should probably say the name of it. Yeah, um, yeah. no, I sorry. Talking and singing and looking at each other, singing songs and talking. Nooner. <laughs> Trying not to be political, but we can't help it, Nooner.
Um, talking about Trump, but not talking about Trump and talking about other things sooner. And Trump. <laughs> Multicultural people come around. We want to talk about all the things. Bienvenidos a este podcast. Este podcast de mediodía. 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 Actually, I forgot. I was going to tell Don't you. Don't use that, Tyson. I was laughing so hard the other day because for some reason. Oh, you were listening to the show? No, yeah. Oh. But my friend's, my friend's Lyft app, she was trying to get directions and it said uh, Ruta dos Santa Monica. And she was like, what the fuck street yeah, is that? Yeah, that's. It's, I don't know why Google Maps keeps doing that, but it is hilarious because it's fucking with everybody because they're like, why is it in a different language? I don't understand. What street is this? It's freaking white people out. I I saw that too. I thought it was just my phone because I have a Spanish <laughs> keyboard on my phone. No. So I thought that they just assumed that I spoke Spanish. They're fucking with everybody. And I it's love hilarious. it. Good. I think it's good to remind people. This is that our city exactly, now. Exactly. That English is not the uh, common language of America. And that if things happen to be in Spanish, well, welcome to all of our oh, worlds. Hey, I have a thing to say about France really fast before we get into this mail sack. Hi, France again. Um, something I noticed, and perhaps it's because I don't speak French, and so maybe I'm completely wrong. But um, every single person, no matter what color or race they were, spoke French. Like in the Tibetan place where I was being waited on by whom I assume were people from Tibet and China, they spoke French to each other. It's not like when you go to a Chinese place and they're speaking Chinese back and forth or when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they're speaking Spanish. Everybody's speaking French. And I thought... That's weird um, and interesting because, like, again, I don't speak French, so maybe they still speak French with, like, an accent that I wouldn't be able to identify. But isn't that cool about America? Because, I mean, if you really – do I think that everyone should have a little bit of English proficiency? Sure. But I think that everyone should also have proficiency in other languages because also most of these French people spoke English or Spanish. So – I think it's cool that uh, our Chinese people can speak Chinese. Our Hispanics Not this can speak. One. Well, our Hispanics can speak Spanish. Not our, this one. Uh, <laughs> 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 or refuting your theories. La 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 la. It's not refuting anything, though. I mean, if you go, you, the Vietnamese people can speak Vietnamese. The people can speak their own languages. French people can speak French. Like Germans can speak German in this country, and it's not unless you're. I mean, in like Nebraska or something like typically people in L.A. don't look at someone speaking another language and go, the hell they're saying yeah. like it's just it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's like a rule in France and France is like low key racist or like if it's just like one of those things where you I just everyone learns French. But um, I thought it was interesting and it, and it made me like America a little bit more. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Except for the fact that literally like most of us are not bilingual. Also free refills. I remember when I studied abroad in Europe, I was like, I miss free refills, which was so stupid, but at the same time, so great. <laughs> Were there no free refills? No free refills, man. I don't think I ever but needed a refill of something other yeah, than water. You, I just drink water the whole do time. Do you need like seven liters of uh, Diet Coke or Coke? Uh, you know? Yes. And I said, what liters? Because yeah, it was France, yes, you know? Right? Nice. See? Sick. See what I did? Boom. What the hell is um, a liter? Our first. You mean there's two, oh, there's two. You mean our glorious leader, Trump? Yeah. <laughs> That's where you were going to? No, I uh. was going to, you know, those extra big bottles of soda that we buy for our barbecues? Those are two liters. Yeah. Oh, 
So half of one of them. Oh, right. They have, you know, in Canada, they have three-liter bottles. And the fuck are they doing up there? Drinking a lot of soda. Thank God they have health insurance. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Tyson writes in. It's Tyson again. I put some music behind Giselle's mail sack improv from last Tuesday. Hey, Tyson, can you do one where you boost up the vocals a bit? Uh, I had trouble hearing the vocals, but then maybe that's me. Maybe it's the headphones, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's the headphones. All right. If it sounded good to everybody, if anyhow, I trust you. Uh, as always, I'm grateful for all the inspiration and encouragement. It sounded great. I received over uh, from the show over the years. Oh. Have a great week. And remember to check out Anti-Social Hour, a podcast I'm doing with a friend of mine named Hunter Block. He lives in New Jersey. It's only on, sound, on SoundCloud Block. right now. Um, but Hunter which Hunter one? Block. Hunter Block. Hunter it's Block. It's like the new Netflix yeah. special show. Hunter Block. Steve Bannon and Hunter Block. <laughs> in. In. A Carl Rove story. Nooner. Mm. Yeah. See, that's why I don't want Tyson to use what we just did, because I don't want Trump to be part of our theme song. Yeah. Oh. Feel me? Yeah. I like the Spanish version one. Just oh. change the whole vibe of the show. And then Tyson Probably says, be the only thing Spanish on this network. I keep hey. forgetting to mention. <sighs> I don't know that for a fact. Tyson says, I keep forgetting to mention that for some reason or another, Pimp That Fuck is being listened to a lot in Vietnam because it, it's on SoundCloud. I guess you can see. And he says, Pimp uh, That Fuck! Specifically, Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi. Uh, wait, isn't that the same place? No, Ho Chi Minh City is Saigon. Right. Uh, I have no idea why, but I'm tempted to learn some basic Vietnamese now. Pimp That Fuck might mean something in uh, Vietnamese that, you know. Does it, Marty? Yeah, it does. It means to go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Darren writes in, hello, Nooners. Hey, Nooners. It's been a while, but on the bus home. By the way. It's been a while. It's been a while. Tyson, thank you for doing that. We love everything you do. Thank you, Tyson. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to do anything with what said thing from today. Do it, Tyler. Do it. Tyson. Now he's really not going to do it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Trump and the goddamn theme song. Yeah. yeah. Don't give him power. Sorry, I don't even like. Just don't look. Mm. It's been a while on, uh, but on the bus home, <laughs> I was stuck with the inspiration to write down a hundred words. Hey, those are below. Uh, this is uh, a Giselle bit, mm-hmm. and um, it has a theme song. It I does have a theme song. Because, um, uh, what do you get when you type a hundred? What do you get when you uh, type a hundred word? Wait. Fuck, what is it? What do you get when you write a hundred uh a hundred or so words? No, because I know I chime and go, hundred to one hundred and twenty. Yeah, hundred yeah, what um yeah, what, what do, do you, you get, get when, when you, you write a hundred and hundred and twenty words? What do you get when you, you guys write will get it hundred words? Fuck I'm sorry. All right. Your improv skills shut it down. Sorry. It's not so. improv, it's it's memory. I'm telling All you right. that I the You're hardest part of this whole process has been memorizing. Oh, life. I see, I see. Did you go up on your lines while, when on your when you were in the show? Mm, not too bad. I have this one line that I know, but it's hard to say. Do it. Um, service to all customers be on a first. Oh, fuck, I'm already fucking up. Service to all customers at the lunch counters be on a first come first serve basis, just as it is in other areas of this. Uh, yeah. Just as it is in other areas of this establishment. I literally am backstage just like, service to all customers be on a first-come, first-served basis, just as it is in other areas of the state. But you know, the problem with that is that is such an, an unnatural sentence to say. Right? It's it's like, 
That reads just like, just that reads this like is a, another that, that reads like a city statute more than it does like something um, a human being would say. Are professional actors, get ready for this. Customers first serve braces sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> every time, boom, done. Thank you. Well that's essentially done, what it fucking video. sounds like. I'm it's great. It's yeah, that's a tough line to a point where I think I'm gonna change it. Smurfs come on the first Smurf basis. <laughs> Smurf come on the first basis, just as it is an establishment. You Smurf that Smurf. That was so clear. Yeah. You know, and it's like people. One of the other actors like, "Are you doing your diction exercises?" And I was like, suck "No, my, suck my diction exercises." Yeah. Oh, diction is done with the tip of the tongue and the T. And enunciation. It's also about the enunciation, darling. Diction. Some, something blue. Dick fiction. No, this is Tyson's. Oh. I mean Darren's moment here. T- something blue. Wait, are we still? Is it Tyson or Darren? This is Darren. Okay. Something blue. Standing next to each other. It is almost like we could be a couple again, like the last three years hadn't happened. Her baby's cries echo in the cathedral, and she passes it to her husband. He's a better man than I could be. My mother says her vows, and the baby is subdued. I pass the ring to Dimitri, and on his right cheek is a tear of joy. I smile at Chloe and briefly recall her saying, I do, a decade ago. Seems longer. My sister takes the bouquet from Chloe, and I trail the rest of the procession outside for pictures. Regards, Darren. P.S. Happy new fuck Cleveland. Aww. Oh, wow. Wow, that is something blue. No kidding. Hmm. That was great, Darren. Very Good job. Melancholy. Very melancholy. Yes. Um, I can see you penning that in a Parisian cafe. Did you write that in hand? Did you hand write that and no, then I just type it up later? <laughs> I'm not asking you. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, uh, yeah, we should. If you guys have 100 words. To write or 100 to 120 words, send it in. Yeah. You can do something blue or something Maybe new. It is. Get what that do you get when you get type 100? Get words. that handwriting out there, people. Don't. don't I've been journaling so much. I can't recommend it enough. Bullet journals. Look it up on Pinterest. It's life. What's a bullet journal? Look it up on Pinterest. It's life. Just tell me. It's like half planner, half journal, half like um, goals. Plurnal. Bullet journal. Plurnal. Plurnal. Where'd you get the P from? Planner. Oh, uh, I, I, I yeah. was going from. Okay. Thanks, um, Cassandra. Planner. She understands my nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> Will Wilkins writes in Murps. What up? Based on everything that we've seen in the media in this bigly first week, mm-hmm. what do the Dems really need to do in order to pr- properly mobilize for the 2018 midterms? As is swingleft.com or swingleft.org actually enough? Do we need to do more? Also, do you think Mike Pence's, Mike Pence's head exploded with the continuation of LGBT workplace rights protection in this administration? That oh was yeah. one of the... Uh, it was like one of the decent things that Trump did. Yeah, but it wasn't even a thing. He's just, <laughs> he just he, left it alone. He like, had this big ceremony to just keep something in place. Yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't impress me. See, I care about gay people. I love them. I think the Democrats need to continue mobilizing locally, like the East Area Progressive Democrats here in Los Angeles who have meetings that everyone can be going to. And um, 
a guy came and spoke to we have a we've had a couple of people come and speak from that group at comedy shows. And w- which group is this again? The East Area Progressive Democrats. Uh-huh. And the way he described it was, um, you know how when you're outside, you're playing a game, right? You're playing a video game, and you're outside the castle, and you're not strong enough to go inside and beat the big boss, right? So you keep you stay outside the castle, and you keep beating the small guys just forever, and it takes forever, and it sucks. But eventually, you get enough health points or combat power, and you go inside the castle and you fight the big boss. And he explained to us that that's what we need to be doing right now. We have to be doing what the alt-right people are doing on their end, which is being incessantly active. Weaponizing social media. Working, writing, representing, meeting, organizing every day. They do it out of hate, and we need to start combating it by doing it the same way. We we got to start killing those little guys outside the castle. Like That means getting people that are more progressive into the DNC, at a local level of government, city council, Los Angeles, uh, you know, those, those, those sorts of things. And I think Democrats need to be sending more, like, boots on the ground to be helping inspire people to continue to do, make those efforts. Um, you know, there were these um, spontaneous protests that happened at airports during mm-hmm. you know, in response to this refugee ban um, or immigration ban, or travel ban, actually. It's not even an immigration ban. Travel, travel ban. ban. And uh, and at these, um, uh, some of them, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren was was at one, and it was already happening. And then she just joined it, and then would speak out, and and then a lot of people are calling them uh, progressives, are calling these politicians like Chuck Schumer, uh, who's the head of the Democratic minority in the Senate, um, on his his uh, passing of certain cabinet members who shouldn't be yeah, uh, yeah shouldn't be voted on you know or they shouldn't be approved and he changed his his tune on some of them because because of that pressure and this is a sort of uh it's that's what happened with Feinstein too right that's uh, what just happened with her in sessions yeah because she had protests on her fucking lawn right yeah and so that's the thing is like if it's always present then and they're always getting called on everything that they do then they they know that okay if I fly home after making this vote I know what's waiting for me mm-hmm. and that's that makes them think about how they vote and it mm-hmm. makes them think about their actions as being more than just this abstract vote in a in a room yeah. and it's actual actually has reper- personal you are an elected official elected to represent what we want and this is what the tea party did in 2010 and that's yes. how we that's how mm-hmm. we lost uh congress mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. because and it was a very very and continue s- losing congress and it was a very very actually no we we've gained we gained this past uh, election well, I, but i'm we, don't, I we don't we, we would have had more power if we'd mobilized like they oh, were mobilizing well yeah so they and it was a such a tiny um percentage of self-identified tea partiers who were actually going to these rallies and but they were really loud and really organized and they were vigilant and so that's a good word for it even though their policies were fucked and not necessarily as informed as they could be and and somewhat racist and not somewhat there were a lot of racist policies like a bunch of white white people with like tea bags on their fucking hands yeah and so (laughs) there is a, a, a group called indivisible you guys have heard of that right Okay, well, you should, you guys should go to and Indivisible. They have that, hit, that hip-hop song? Indivisibleguide.com. Okay, everyone should go there. And this is, they have a, a, a book that you can download, uh, or it's a, a, a short guide, 
Is or it you an audio book though? It is also an audio book. Oh, good. I'm all over it. Yeah, you can. It's a. It's an hour long uh, audio book. It's just an hour. That's like so short. Ooh. And it, and it explains Ooh. how to mobilize <laughs> and how? why. And hold on. What am yeah. I downloading? Indivisibleguide.com. And so this is uh, an organization of uh, ex uh, Capitol Hill staffers, uh, congressional staffers who pr- are progressive, but they're using their experience witnessing the success of the Tea Party, and they're using those tactics to mobilize progressives. So, and they feel like they're, they have the strength of greater numbers and a more, you know, in their eyes. 65 um, million, yeah. at least, if and we all just fucking and hang. And a more it. virtuous sort of platform on which to stand, uh, according to them, and according to me. Oh, they have in Spanish. That's nice. Yeah. So it's it's a very very uh, organized thing. You can, um, and so it's talking about creating small local groups and then being very vocal. And uh, you can go there. You can put in your zip code and find out what organizations are close to you. And then you can participate. And and it's better probably to join uh, an established group than you know start your own. It's it's. Like you were talking about the the castle um, analogy, mm-hmm. it's also if you look at these uh, these games, um, these MM or what RPGs, multi-user, whatever, um, they you can succeed on beating a boss if there are a lot of you there. Yeah, and yes. so that's another thing is organizing, getting more powerful, and by beating the smaller people, and then also amassing together so you form a, a more mm-hmm. cohesive unit. So that's uh, so Will Wilkins. I think that's the the strategy that needs to happen. And and you know what? Frankly, it's not just about a. Um, th- this is sort of how democracy should work, and this you know it should be done on the grassroots. And so whether you're if if you're not a progressive, you should still use these tactics because you know as a as a democracy, we should hold our elected uh, officials responsible for what they do and. Mm-hmm. And we sh- they should be looking out for our interests. And we shouldn't let ourselves get duped into reaction. Yeah. I'm uh, downloading it on uh, iTunes right now. Under it, it downloads just like a podcast, guys. So, so if you've made it to here, chances are you can make it to there. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's downloading. Yeah. It's, it, it's just in my podcast app. Perfect. All right. There Great. you go. Um, here we go. Oh, let's do it. And then Tyson has already sent me a version with the vocal boosted, so we don't need to listen to that. But we'll we'll play it. We'll play it. We'll mix it up. We'll get a little Dan. We'll get a little uh, mm-hmm. Giselle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, m- hopefully we'll get Dan in too. That would be great to have him. Who? Uh, Dan Etheridge, who d- sings the mm-hmm. male sax song. Mm-hmm. Original. Merc. Never met him. Yeah, no, you have not met him. Um, but he, he's in town. on the show over a year. Never met him. Yeah, yeah. It's does he exist? Even it's been a while. It's been a while. Been a <laughs> Damn it! Uh, making so all these comedy bang bang references on this podcast. Yeah, it's this is a whole half the jokes are just references. To I other fucking podcasts. love it though. Uh, do you? Did you see any other great movies? Good movies at Slam Dance? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Slam Dance was great were this year. So you were there for the full mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. That's. That's fun. Did you have a good time? I did. I do, did. Uh, do you want to just give a brief background on what Slam Dance is? I don't know if everybody knows. So Slam Dance, 
slam dance. Slam wow. dance. Uh, so I'm obviously still recovering. Slam dance exists within the shadow of Sundance, and um, they are symbiotic. I don't think one could exist without the other. Yet slam dance, slam. Oh my god, slam dumps, slum dumps, <laughs> slum dumps. Slam dance really embraces the feeling of anarchy and being uh, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. Right in the middle of an established thing. Literally right in the middle. So it started about 23 years ago when the three directors who made films didn't get into Sundance. And rather than being like, oh, whatever, they were like, fuck it. We're making our own film festival and we're going to do it at the exact same time. I was there. I think it was the first or second year. Oh, yeah. And just like seeing like just like a little storefront with like they were playing movies on a VCR. You know. Cool. Yeah. And. That was amazing. And 23 years later, they've had, mm. you know, Lena Dunham premiered there. Christopher Nolan, par- Paranormal Activity started at Slamdance. Uh, and a bunch of big directors. And, you know, James Franco was just there recently. And so it's it's a, f- a fantastic festival with programming that's truly independent, whereas Sundance has been a bit more commercialized now. And so you actually see some really amazing experimental film. The Anarchy program that Burke and Noel put together was absolutely fantastic this year. The, 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 I'm sorry. The, the, the Anarchy program, it's a shorts program. Oh, okay. Not So at most film festivals, they'll have like an animated, a narrative, and an experimental. But on top of those categories, we also have an Anarchy program, which cool. basically flies in the face of what filmmaking, ev- filmmaking even is. Not just experimental in that sense. Um, and the films were great. They they still stick with me today. One being Silverhead, which is about uh, it's a it's a visceral one. They're all great films. Um, the winners, of course, were fantastic. Our experimental shorts winner was Blua, great, fantastic uh, experimental fe- uh, fil- female filmmaker. What else? That was really good. Dim the Fluorescence was a great film that won the Grand Jury Prize. Also, The Family by Schumann. It was a four-hour Chinese. A family drama biopic, which is so beautiful. Wow, it was so fucking good. Four fucking hours, though. Jesus Christ! But it was necessary because you it's you were like there with the family. Only like thirty with them. more minutes than fucking half right? of Martin Scorsese's films. Now. It was gorgeous. What was the last Martin Scorsese film I saw? Uh, <laughs> was that one with Adam Driver? <laughs> yeah, Silence. No, nope. I haven't seen uh, it. The last one I saw was uh, what you call it, Leonardo DiCaprio's Romp. Yeah, so it was a good festival. It's a great. Oh, good. Uh, did you see Can't Can't Swim? I did. Did see Can't Can't Swim. That was uh-huh. another one of our winners, along with Dim the Fluorescence. And what was Dim the Fluorescence about? Dim the Fluorescence is about uh, sort of a sense of needing to keep alive one's love while it not seeming well. It doesn't seem so lucrative and like a good idea within society. So these women absolutely love live theater and are willing to take it all the way and like bring their a game no matter how ridiculous it may seem wow yeah that's a that's a a very non-standard log line and then it culminates with a uh well i I do very non-standard q a's like uh, a lot of people come up to me thanking me oh nice for the interesting questions and um yeah so it culminates with the scene that was basically told within the movie that could not be done and so i really love aspects of art like that like the art told itself that what happened in the end of the movie couldn't happen and then it did and we watched it and it was really really beautiful That's really awesome. really great killer killer acting at the end of the film you should actually watch it cast dim the fluorescence dim the fluorescence everyone be everybody should watch it no just cast everyone else can fuck off yeah i'm the, I'm the one who needs like the killer just kidding actors. everyone should watch it 
how do I how do I get these films that were in um slam dance? Um, well, they don't have hopefully they'll be distributed. Um, okay. Like the one of the reasons that they have that they have these film festivals is to, to find distribution. Just, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And just for everyone who doesn't know, what is a Q and A? So a Q and A comes from the Latin questions and answers. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a Latin oh, word. Oh wow! Um, and did Dave made a maze sell? You know. I do not know, actually. No. I think it will. I Probably. think it's a great movie. Yeah. How was the music? I, I saw it without The music. music was dope. It was really, really good. He got this band. What was it called? The I'm so bad with titles of things. The Mondos or something? Mondos? I don't uh-huh. know. It's really, really, really great music. And great film overall. There's a yeah. there's a um a huge uh, homage with, within it to the practical arts. The uh, zoetropes, the stop motion animation, the mm-hmm. puppets, the, you know, wire thing is it was a really great movie yeah and uh, a big uh, a big cast of of funny people big yeah. cast of funny people um adam adam bush is in it i remember his name because he's my buddy <laughs> <laughs> that's great other people who are great um and directed by our uh written own. written by and directed by bill watterson and uh co- co-written by steve spears great 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 writer how do you know who wrote what? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they just took turns every other line. Right. Every, every other word. You write the next word. You <laughs> write the next, next word. word. Oh, speaking of, Bill, I stole you a Future 38 poster. So uh, you have to come say hi to me and I'll give it to you. That was the winner of our Beyond section, Future 38. Very and interesting film. And so uh, what is the – how do you guys look at uh, – the uh, Sundance, like how does it? How do those two worlds intermingle? Um, we sort of, not to diminish what we do, but I, I guess the metaphor would be that we sort of catch the crumbs that fall off the table, but not in the sense of like we get whatever movies they don't want. I'm not talking about the programming sense. In the sense of programming, we are completely separate than Sundance. It seems like you kind of summed it up with just a sense of like, Kind of the anarchy, like I, mm-hmm. I, I get what this film festival is about. Just thinking yeah. about like three directors who were like, "Fuck this!" Like our yeah. our movies are good enough to be yeah. in Sundance. So let's, start. like, I kind of like the idea that they. It seems like they would have pretty mutual respect. You just kind mm-hmm. of go knowing that you're going to get different stuff. Exactly, it's Sundance. Different. You're going to get you're going to get different. the shit that you're about to get in theaters soon, and like yeah. it's just, you know, this big old school prestigious thing and slam dance is fun and cool and like different and mm-hmm. i dig it yeah so it would i want to go would, it would year. seem like we're just catching the scraps of whatever sundance doesn't use but it's really not like that at all like we use our own resources and program our own things we have our own audiences and yes sometimes we are catching the excess of sundance but yeah, it seems like certain people would make things just specifically for slam dance though. exactly exactly and it used to be a huge deal like if you were trying to get into sundance you wouldn't submit to slam dance it was like oh right, you right. can't do both you don't want to get blackballed but that's really not the case at all anymore we have people who do both oh there's movies that go for both not films necessarily but there's cast crew filmmakers who'll be doing both at once i don't oh, think there's cool. ever been a film that's premiered at both that would be odd um right right and did you get to see any sundance films uh negative uh-huh. I, I mean never to have time to leave <laughs> to be fair for sun work it. to sundance um they it's y- they have hundreds of films that they show you know and yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars right huge, and the, uh, huge 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 budget sponsors. but they do have like a Very lot big 
a lot such of a cold place. But they have a lot of obscure movies that you won't see that won't get distribution. Right. You know, which is which is great, and I'm, it's great that both exist. You know, and it's just a shame that it's in such a small town that you know not everyone will get to see those movies. Yeah, and it's just really like. The small townness of it is very strange too, because Sundance literally takes over the entire town, and it's like a small Disneyland that's kind of just like out of control and like right. weird and pretentious. And like you're jumping on these buses with a bunch Ugh. of rich Hollywood douches. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah. So I mean, I've been three or four times, and it's just it's not the funnest thing. Which is why I like Slam Dance so much, is you can kind of peer into the world of Sundance while, while from a safe space right, right. <laughs> but i have seen great movies there to be sure so it's it is definitely worth going all i um, heard about were the massive walkouts during kuso which made me sad because i really like phil's music flying lotus's music is really fucking good but what is kuso it was his film so it was like a series of vignettes about just fucked up deranged gross out cinema oh uh, and oh so they walked out because it was too uh, gross oh yeah people walked out because they're like ew gross i guess oh. all right I'm not really sure if there's like a through line or if it was more like Holy Mountain, it all comes together in the end and like the shock value was worth it. I'm not really sure. I didn't I, see it. I saw um, at Sundance Sicko, which is uh, oh, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. the, the super masochist destroyer Bob Flanagan, who's this performance. There's, uh, the James McAvoy, right? Or no? Am I thinking of the wrong one? Yeah. Yeah. This is a documentary. Oh, okay. And uh, he's. Um, oh, I was thinking wrong with him. No, no. Um, <laughs> and. He was a um, a performance artist who had cystic fibrosis, and it follows basically uh, the later years of his life, but also includes like some of his performance art, which included him uh, hammering a p- his pe- the head of his penis through <laughs> a, a wooden block. Whoa! And you know, I you're watching it, and then people are just walking out of the the movie theater, and then um, and my sister and I were there. We were just like totally engrossed and like giggling and squeamish. And I mean, it was an amazing movie. But um, yeah, it was. You gotta figure that the filmmaker's not putting that kind of stuff in for no reason. Oh, know? yeah, no. It was also, it was all to great effect. I mean, it, it's about a guy living with unimaginable pain constantly, sure. trying to take control of his pain through his art. And for me to say that is like sounds like kind of like bullshit, but then when you see it, you get it, totally. and you see what he gives back to the CF community, and what how important it, he's one of the the longest living uh, uh, CF uh, sufferers, you know. And so I think I don't know if ca- that control gave him more longevity, but it's a it's a great movie, and he's a you know funny, interesting guy, and, and it shows him at a cystic fibrosis like summer camp like playing songs for kids. Wow. And he's just like, I just saw you put a fucking nail in your dick. And it <laughs> you can't help but laugh. I mean it's like really fun. Uh, it's a it, it's a life affirming movie as incredibly difficult it is to watch and and, and uh um and d- disturbing it is and it's very sad too, but really, really good. But anyhow, that's the sort of thing. That's where you're gonna. That's why film festivals are really important, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's great that slam dance exists and sort of. Th- and uh, I think it it challenged. I'm, I'm sure that Sundance didn't take it seriously when it first when they first. Oh no! Well, there was a cool 1999 article. Up. Hey, just move your mic up because I can't hear you. That's that makes yeah. a difference. A huge difference. That's so s- weird. I just don't like touching the mic with my OCD. So don't touch it. I know. 
We're not touching the mouse. It's so weird. Well, you don't have what to were touch we talking it. about? You were talking about <laughs> a 1990 some Sundance article. Sundance not taking oh, Slam yeah, there's an article where uh, Sundance was basically like uh, Slam Dance is like the boil on Robert Redford's ass or like something that it was like really <laughs> like they basically hated hated them at one point. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah. It was just seen as like a nuisance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. She got lashes on, girl. Your lashes, what do you eyelashes, they look real long. Oh, is it? Are you using a different mascara? No. Oh, they're the same. <laughs> Never mind. They just look pretty. I'm admiring Vivian's beauty while she's freaking out about touching the mic with her mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Oh. Anyways, uh, Steve Erdley he reminded us. Oh no, wait. Somebody who somebody sent this in. I don't know who sent it in. This is terrible. Oh, Michael Binhock says, uh, "What do you get when you write a hundred to a hundred and twenty words?" Hundred to one hundred and twenty. That's. Is that really what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we were right. Um. We should talk about this Uber thing. Can I also just say I, because I I follow I have. Sean King, the activist, he I'm on his like big mailing list, like boycott injustice boycott things. Um, and so um I've currently just tweeted out three tweets that if you can copy and paste or just retweet, um, they're trying to get Seattle's voting today on whether or not they want to pull out like a three billion dollar contract that they have with Wells Fargo right now. Because Wells Fargo is one of the biggest back or one of the bigger backers to um the dapple right the yeah the dakota access pipeline and also just like um oh like cri- donald, like prisons and shit like that too but donald trump also has uh 500 million dollars of in loans from wells fargo right now right so basically some grassroots kind of shit that we can do is pressure pressure these uh lawmakers in seattle to you know start a movement and take money out of Wells Fargo because of what they stand with. And on your level, and I know I've already done this, uh, remove your money from these big banks. Mm-hmm. So like, I've already closed. I closed my Wells Fargo account a long time ago when we were when they were still protesting. And um, I'm in the process of closing my account with Chase because right. these big account, big banks work with oil companies and do we get hit them? Hit them where it matters. It matters with the money. So um, Cassandra has a she put a slit in the side of her mattress, and that's where she puts her money. No, I go and to credit unions. Oh, we tell why? What's a credit union? So it's a, someone else's mattress. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> uh, no, credit union is just it's it's a uh, run run for the people by the people. Those little those little guys, those little banks, and they and it's it's just not. Your money's not being toyed around with, in like it's one of those situations where if everybody goes to a credit union and pulls their money out at once, or it's gonna a it's big bank and, and pulls it out. No, I'm saying if you do that at a credit union, oh, yeah. everyone will be fine. If everyone went and pulled their money out at once <laughs> from one of those big banks, there would be no money to give people because yeah. they just fuck around with it. <laughs> they call so, that a run on the bank. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're right, 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 right. Right. Because they Poppins. they're using your money to to. Poppins as leverage to get more credit and, and yeah so from the fed and all that stuff exactly and so 
if we take our money out of these big banks, we're taking our money out of what these big banks support. And Wells Fargo helps and supports the Dakota Access Pipeline with these oil companies and also these for-profit bad prisons. Take your money out of Wells Fargo. Take your money out of Chase. Take your money out of Bank of America. Mm -mm. All right. All right. Well said. What about Citibank? Is Citibank okay? Nope. Okay. Um, What about about Bank of the Evil Castle on the Hill? Bank of the Evil Castle on the Hill hasn't really released any statements one way or another on how they feel about the oil. Oh, yeah. Except that one statement that was all just harpsichord music. Yeah, but they are press release. they are spending a lot of money in um, the zombification of dead people. Oh yeah, yeah. What their one spokes guy say? Blah, blah. Yeah, their their spokes their spokes guy Dracula. Blah. We're standing by for a press conference. Yeah, he's pale as fuck. And we're tuning in now. No flash, please. <laughs> no flashes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will take blue questions in blue order. Blah. You, blue. <laughs> no, Wait. I will not blur from you. You're fake news. So no, you're blue. So <laughs> blue is the vampire version of Smurf, then? Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, this is the most I think we've ever talked about the Smurfs in one episode. I, we can always talk about the Smurfs. They're Smurftastic. So tell us about Uber. Because this is a comedy podcast. Oh, oh, oh. People are oh. deleting it. But why? Delete Uber. And it's great because I owe Uber money. For me, it was kind of a straw that broke the camel's back because I saw, okay, so everyone's deleting it because of only the surge pricing, right? But I've been meaning to delete them for a while just because they are like, follow your location while you're not even using it, slash the, really? tre- the treatment of their workers. Yeah, you know, you can only, you can turn your location services off. Mm-hmm. or have it on all the time. And that's the only two options, and it infuriates me. Like, I should be able to have it off when I'm not using the app and then on while I am using the app. But it, it has a background location services that's really, really frustrating. I honestly am the same way. I use Lyft all the time anyways. Yeah, I only use Lyft. I'm the same way, whereas, like, I, I stopped using Uber a long time ago. I just never, I guess, deleted it because they – they're not doing proper background checks on their workers and yeah. women are getting assaulted yeah. by these by these drivers and that was reason enough for me to stop using Uber plus the fact that they don't treat their workers good they're already working on driverless cars mm-hmm. like they uh, they don't but I did want to know more about why specifically everyone was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Because I thought it was sure. because they were charging people extra to go to the airport. And then I read that that actually wasn't true and that they issued an apology. And now I'm actually a little bit confused. Feeling well, like I, I thought should've. it was something that the, C- I the CEO. Yeah, wait, has, explain to he, me. Ex- explain to everyone exactly why they That's what I'm asking. The yeah. CEO, oh. I think, is tied financially and gives advice to the Trump administration. Is that true? I think. But then I also read something about how he was like, whoa, 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 like we're going to give three billion dollars or three million dollars towards enlightenment. Yeah. Like because you tell us. I, I, hap- I read that too look, that he was like, I'm, I'm happy, happy to support Trump and I'm happy to continue. Well, to yeah. And Trump. I'm also happy to delete Uber regardless. Ditto. Exactly. Because it should say, first of all, Lyft without any of this delete Uber stuff happened immediately donated a million dollars to the ACLU and like came out in support of this. And 
before the deleted were even happened because they just they know they know their audience and they know what the right thing to do is. So that's yeah. they're already a better company, but what are you reading, Marty? Yeah. Oh, uh, well the the CEO of Uber is um he's part of uh Trump's economic advisory team. That's what I yeah, I that's I, I'm saying he's he's deleted, part of the administration. When, when I deleted I called him the fascist and that was another one of the straws. But what was the airport thing? Well, the catalyst. You know? Yeah, so a bunch of uh, drivers were going to strike against, um, uh, uh, in support, or against the, the, the travel ban. Yeah. And um, Uber and drivers. Uber drivers, yeah. And then it said, uh, drivers stand in solidarity with refugees coming into America in search of peace and safety and with those who are trying to, simply trying to return t- uh, to their homes here in America after traveling abroad. That was on their Facebook page. Um, and then, oh wait, no, wait, that was on. That's Lyft, that, right? No, that actually was the the New York taxi. Um, yeah, the taxis went on strike. They yeah, went taxis went on. They, they can't. They join the lines. Uber, uh, did not. Yeah. And they felt people felt like they were capitalizing on the strike, and but they they did say that they turned off surge pricing at JFK. Um, uh, so to save people money. Who to save so yeah, or to not be viewed as like being predatory ab- about it. So yeah. I don't yeah. know if so that's, that's necessarily like the right call either though because like these drivers need to get paid for their time and their yeah, service. Yeah, right. It's not that it's not like Uber Uber is saving people money at the expense of the drivers. It's almost the like they're the capital they're capitalizing on oh there's going to be a lot of rides. A lot of people spending money right now like we should have a surge pricing so that our our drivers get paid more. But nah, fuck that. We're right. just gonna make as much money as possible. Cause like I honestly like, like the whole point of driving Uber is to make is to work when there's surge pricing, and no one should have looked at the surge pricing at JFK when there's protests and been surprised. Yeah, they said that their they said that their intention was not to um, to break the taxi or transport strike. Um, yeah, just to be scabs. Just to be, yeah, <laughs> I mean the thing is, had they kept in uh in the surge pricing it would have been looked at as if they were trying to capitalize on it exactly but then by not doing it it encourages more people to use uber and and Therefore because it'll capitalizing be cheaper. but it yeah regardless. so they, they're and kind of not fuck- paying the drivers they basically they they, yeah. it seems like they did the bare minimum to get involved and you can see why it's because the ceo is a supporter of trump because he does not support good business practices as we all know i'm yeah. just saying from the driver's perspective when you turn off surge pricing like the second that you get out of the car, that driver still has to sit in 45 minutes of traffic to get out of the airport in order to take another ride. And if you took the surge pricing, so they're only getting paid $10 for that one ride, then they basically just got ma- made $10 for an hour, right. minus the gas and the everything. These companies don't pay their drivers enough anyways. Right. And you should, yeah. you, you should just talk to, um, talk to your drivers and say, like, which... Do you like driving for Uber? Do you like driving for Lyft? They will always say they like driving for Lyft better yeah. yes. because they get paid. Uh, one of the, one guy said almost, you know, uh, I think he said fifty percent more when wow. he drive, drives for Lyft. Like, and then there was one guy in New Orleans, uh, a Lyft driver, who was just like, I said, we were just talking about, you know, uh, Mardi Gras or just like what it's like just driving around a bunch of drunk people all yeah. the time, and he was just like, yeah, this one time the other day, you know, I had to. Uh, Somebody passed out in the back seat, and then I had to take. Uh, I think it was a woman, uh, and 
and I had to take her to you know her destination, and I couldn't just leave her on the sidewalk, so I had to take her into oh her place and then like, find somebody to to um, to uh, take you know make sure that she was safe. And, and he said it took her job. yeah, and he said like and you know, I had to, to drag like, her around yeah. out, and then I had to wait forty five minutes where he's getting paid nothing. Yeah, wow. and so he's like. Yeah, and that, that's which just could also make him thing. liable. I mean, like yeah. no one wants to see a guy dragging a woman around. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Right. Like that yeah. could have been misconstrued easily. Yeah. Like, and and but which mostly is why these background checks on these drivers are important too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never been in a lift where I've had the driver creepily repeat my address back to me. Yeah. Right. I've, you know, never I've never. I've never had a lift driver. Whereas I've had Uber drivers be like, "I want to come to breakfast too." Like, what the what the fuck? That's creepy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, because Lyft drivers, when you become a Lyft driver, you have to actually sit in the car with another Lyft driver and um, go on a test drive. And that's probably for personality gauging and also driving ability. Uber, you just fucking sign up online and it's done. And that's, I mean, like, wow. Yeah, like that. I've been in super scary Uber drives before because wow. the drivers don't drive well. Um, guys, we are up at time right now, so uh, I just uh, we want, can you plug your um, your show, your anniversary show? Oh yeah, uh, the Vivian show, starring other people, but mostly Vivian. One year anniversary show is going to be at iOS Main Stage uh, Saturday, February eighteenth, eleven p.m. iOS Main Stage Saturday, February eighteenth. Get there, get there, get there. Uh, awesome. I also have a new show premiering on the fourteenth, mm. which Cassandra will be in called uh, Who Wants to Stay in America? Mm -hmm. A futuristic game show where Trump has ordered a game show in which the uh, three contestants, one of them is deported at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Awesome. Where so is, come when, see some awesome that? That Latinx. Mm -hmm. That will be premiering at the Pack Theater. It's a pack pitch. Um, big what up to the Pack Theater on Route 2 Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which means State Highway 2, Santa Monica Boulevard. In Hollywood. Nice. Uh, very good. And Cassandra, you have three more shows. Uh, four more shows. Four more shows. Uh, February fourth, February eleventh, February eighteenth, and February twenty fifth. Uh -huh. um, don't come on the eighteenth because you should be going to the Vivian show. Yeah, don't. Um, miss. But it's at eight p.m. on uh, at the Hudson Theater. That is also también in Ruta dos Santa Monica Boulevard. It's actually very <laughs> close to the Pack Theater. Yeah. And as Vivian mentioned, I will be um, in the um, Who Wants to what, Who Wants to Stay in America? Who Wants to Stay in America? I formerly known as the Citizenship Show, as far yeah. as I knew. Wow. Um, on February fourteenth. So happy while Valentine's you're, yeah, Day. Yeah, while you're lonely on Valentine's, Day, Valentine's Day, Day, come out, watch me fight for my citizenship. Yeah. All right. A series of questions and improvised scenarios. And uh, if you want to see me, I'll probably be in the audience yeah. tonight at um, at Mia's uh, Hot Dogs, and I'll, I will hopefully be there. I think Giselle might go and perform, and hopefully mm -hmm. Scott will go perform. Um, and you know, who knows? Maybe Maria will what be is there. This? It's that it's a comedy show over um, on Route sixty six, Ruta Ruta dos Ruta sesenta seis. Yes. And, uh, I thought Santa Monica Boulevard was Route 66. It's Route 2. What's which two. one's Route 66? Uh, I think it's where it you get your kicks. Blends. Oh, you're right. right. It, it's like both. It turns into Colorado Boulevard. Um, I got you. Yeah. So uh, it's an open mic comedy thing, and ah. um, it's uh, super fun. And um, Scott is very very funny. Mm -hmm. uh, it's his his 
comedy persona is much different from his podcasting persona. It's very <laughs> interesting. Um, so that is, I think, starts at six tonight, something like that. But I don't. I'm. S- I need to find out if Scott's going or not. Um, <laughs> Scott, and are you going or not? Yeah, what's up? Scott, come on, tell us what's what. And uh, next week, hopefully, um, Diane will be here. Or I think she she committed yesterday to coming here. So uh, that is always a, a great thing. And uh, Bill said that he's going to try. He said he's going to make an effort. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully uh, we'll have a full house next week. And in the meanwhile, fill our sack. Think, and we'll uh, thank you, Tyson, for the new uh, male sack theme. We'll play that. Female sack. Female sack. Hey, and take take videos of yourself pulling out your money from uh, these big banks and canceling oh, yeah. your accounts. Yeah. yeah, so you can actually... Because Bearded Baca, he tweeted at me, I'd love to remove my money from banks. What are my options? Research these local credit unions in your area and uh, when you're in... Like Google? No, be nice. Oh. But I, this is what I wrote back. Um, no, research credit unions in your area and take a video of yourself um, taking that money out of those big banks and telling them, why are you closing your account? Because I stand with... Standing Rock. Fuck, I'm so tired. What's it called? No, I'm not helping you. This is your, this is your fight. It's Standing Rock. Okay, um, yeah, right? I'm, <laughs> you were looking at me like I was wrong, and I felt no, so I was stupid. No, I was just having fun watching you squirm. No, Dakota Access Pipeline. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, and it's, stronger it's numbers. Strong, uh, stronger numbers, and, and also it's just... It's also about taking control of our country away from the big uh, monopolies. These rich criminals. Yes. And indivisibleguide.com. It downloads like a podcast. And we will see you Bye. next Tuesday. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.